That's it. We're buying. Call us Michael King believers. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. This podcast is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve, how are we doing? We're doing all right, Stace. We're doing all right. Hey, it's a Thursday edition of the show. We appreciate you clicking as always. Coming up on this episode, Garrett Cole set to make his last start at Yankee Stadium this season. We got to talk about that and preview game three. Can the Yankees avoid a sweep at the hands of the Blue Jays? We also have to give you a Jason Dominguez update. Of course, he underwent Johnny John surgery officially on Wednesday. So we got to talk about that, compare him to some uh, position players who have gone through the surgery and give you an update in regards to that. First, Stacey, Michael King. My goodness. How about last night? Longest outing of his big league career, seven innings, just five hits. Three of them came in succession, which led to the only run he allowed didn't walk anybody strikes out the most of any Yankees pitcher this season 13 K's and he passed the century mark in pitches 101 I I have very 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 little bad to say about Michael King's latest venture wasn't it adorable on yesterday's show when we were like you know 90 95 that'd be cool you know maybe he could last a little longer than he did the last time and I mean <laughs> This was amazing. He's amazing. And one of my friends said that some of his pitches reminded him of Roy Halladay. And I was like, I'm like, oh, there's an off-season. There's an off-season uh, assignment for Steve to compare <laughs> Michael King to <laughs> Roy Halladay. But, man, th this was just – and it, it's the Blue Jays, you know? You could see what they do when things don't go right for pitchers, but you could see what they can't do when things go right for pitchers. So, um, you know, with the way they performed against Michael King, they have to be a little worried about going into the playoffs and facing better pitching because he just, you know, it was unbelievable what he was doing. Yeah, his off-speed stuff was great. His fastball was dotted. Like, there were very, again, very, very few things uh, save those three straight hits that led to the run. But uh, and there's very little you can say bad about how Michael King has pitched since joining the starting rotation. Uh, and you knew it was going to be a good one from the get-go. Retired his first eight batters in a row before getting uh, the first base runner. So, I mean, we, we've been talking about this pretty much since Michael King has joined the rotation. But I was thinking about it more, Stace, without really knowing what Nestor Cortez brings to the table. I think Michael King, right now, is going to be the number three starter next season. And only because Brodon is making more money than him right now. <laughs> Honestly, because Michael <laughs> King is right now, right now, at this very moment in time, after this outing, and the last couple of outings, Dare I say pitching better than Garrett Cole? Yep. <laughs> Garrett Cole's tired. I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, apples, oranges. But, yeah. And Cole's Cy Young. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the way Michael King is pitching right now, and look, it, it's it's kind of weird because obviously we know it in spurts. We, we've watched him as a, as a reliever for the last few years. Um, 
but seeing it now elongated because obviously there's a lot of guys that have really great stuff right it doesn't play well over a length of time michael king's stuff is playing really well second mm-hmm. time third time through the order yeah which yes i know that generally the blue jays offense isn't what it should be on paper they have scored 13 runs in the last 18 innings but <laughs> regardless and i know that he didn't see vladdy mm-hmm. but still man he's facing matt chapman like he's he's facing some big bats right now Boba <laughs> shit. like yeah. he, he's he's not facing scrubs right this is legit mm-hmm. and i think michael king is legit yeah it's uh it's just really great to watch and you know we were um singing his praises on yesterday's show and i joked that you were going to jinx him because he hadn't given up a home run and thankfully that didn't happen uh but i was not expecting this i was hoping you know like six innings and like a strong performance like you know six innings like seven or eight strikeouts maybe like something like that and uh, but this was just it was great i put um when he had his 12th i put 12 uh crowns on twitter <laughs> <laughs> and didn't realize Pinstripe Alley was doing the same thing. <laughs> and we were like in successive order in uh, Twitter. And I was like, I wasn't stealing that from you. I swear. I just, I just, you know, thought of doing it, but this is fun. This is fun to watch. And, you know, he was a starter right in the minors. And he said that he wanted to start again. And he's just really proving that. Yeah, he can <laughs> very well. Oh, absolutely. Again, there are still questions because of the light injury history that he does have about longevity for next season, but you got to pry that away from him. There is no <laughs> way that Michael King is not starting next season. There yeah. is no way. And we knew it heading into Wednesday night, but Wednesday night solidified it. There is no chance Michael King is not starting next season. And if the Yankees don't start him as a starter next season, they've lost their minds. Because look at what he's done. (laughs) It's insane what he's been able to do. Yeah, no, I don't think they're stretching him out like this to not make him a starter next year. I think that's the plan. And I think they just wanted to do it slowly because they knew they weren't going anywhere. So they figured they'd be able to do this at the tail end of the season. And they are reaping the benefits of this because this was, you know, you needed seven innings out of him. And yeah, just I I still can't believe the 13 strikeouts. It's amazing. Unreal. Swing and miss stuff is right there for you. Mm-hmm. That's what's really impressive about Michael King is, again, the, the stuff playing over time, but it's swing and miss stuff that's playing over time. Guys aren't catching up to it. It's great. It's really, really great. Uh, let us know how you're feeling about Michael King in the comments section here on the YouTube side. I got to imagine you're feeling real nice, warm, fuzzy things. Uh, <laughs> probably didn't feel nice and warm when Kevin Gosman was standing on the mound last night. However, uh, he, he looked great last night, man. He, he, he's having a great season. Uh, that splitter is filthy. That slider was looking great. That combo together is good, especially coming out of the hand. Splitter, slider looking the same like his fastball coming out of the hand, and then it's dotted. Like, I mean, how are you supposed to catch up to that? Um, six innings of three hit shutout ball, three walks, and 10 Ks. Um, Kevin Gossman fit the bill, man. And and we've known the, the Blue Jays starting rotation this season has been really good. Um, mm-hmm. And we have really seen that here, haven't we? We have. And, uh, that's without Alec Manoa. <laughs> well, that's why they're kind of good. Uh, Austin Wells <laughs> did hit a homer last night, his first career homer. Congratulations. Nice. He did go down and get that double, too. He really yeah. went down to get that knock uh, yeah. before he hit his first career homer. So the the lone bright spot and a 6-1 to one loss. Well, uh, offensively. <laughs> offensively, yes. Lone bright spot <laughs> in that regard. 
Yeah. Thank you for saving me. I mean, we can't even call them an offense. We can call them offensive, but we can't call them an offense at this point because <laughs> Not right it now. is just. Not right now. It's torture watching these guys, really. Like, you yeah, know, like it's... the one thing to watch is the pitching. That's the only thing that's, you know, making these games bearable right now is <laughs> at least the starting pitching. Once they get to the bullpen, for some reason, they're exploding. But, you know, starting pitching, cool. Offense, no. Yeah, no. Ian Hamilton uh, had a real tough one last night. So did Tommy Canely. Uh, nice job by Greg Weiser by throwing one pitch and getting out of it. Um, <laughs> Stace, there was some fun. Oh. <laughs> Aaron Boone got his seventh ejection. The Yankees hate Lance Barrett. Boy, do oh. they hate Lance Barrett, huh? All the oh way God. from opening day, Lance Barrett's been in everybody's minds here in Yankeedom. Come on, Lance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that strike zone was a little rough. Stacey, I was on my way home, and I was listening to the Blue Jays broadcast. As a matter of fact, you can do that on SiriusXM. <laughs> I was listening to the Blue Jays broadcast, and the Blue Jays have a real hot mic behind home plate. <laughs> Uh, and I hear, heard Booney say the Lance Barrett, home plate umpire, you got to have the biggest strike zone in the league. <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> uh, so fun fact, because we've talked about this. So this was Aaron Boone's 33rd career managerial ejection. He leads the American League this season with seven. He led the AL last year with nine, was tied for the league lead in 2021 with six. And that was with Bob Melvin when he was managing the A's. So at least Boone's winning at something. <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. He'll fight for his guys. We've been saying that. Uh, yeah. You knew you knew from the freaking jump, man, because the DJ pitch was uh, was on the outer edge. And you're like, OK, so this this outer edge is, is going to be something tonight, isn't it? Uh, that yeah. was in the first inning when he got rang up. Uh, so, yeah, you knew that that pitch to Oswald Peraza was ball. That outer half, man, that outer half is tough against righties when Lance Barrett's behind the plate. Mm -hmm. But hey, go Boone. Yeah, keep going, man. See, how early do you think Boone can get ejected in one game? Like, do you think he can he can run it like a batter in? I would love to see that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It depends on if it's a if it's an ump that he has a a history with, or if it's an ump that has screwed them in the past. I could see that happening after one batter. Totally. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. at least Lance Bear doesn't have the plate for Garrett Cole's last start at home because it would have been his first. <laughs> Last. What a way to start and open this uh, and close the season. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Of course, you guys can drop your questions for Fan Mail Friday in the comment section. You reply to that pinned comment on YouTube. It's your last chance to get your questions. Subtexters, don't forget, text us as well. Your last chance to get Fan Mail Friday questions in. If you don't know what subtext is, you can go to our episode description on either audio or video. And there's a video in there explaining all you need to know about what you get with it. It's a whole bunch of fun. You can text Stacy and myself personally. All right, Jason Dominguez, health update when we come back. Here at Locked On Yankees, we think buying baseball tickets shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater shows near you. You're running out of time during this baseball season, so why not snag some quick tickets to a Yankee game while you still can? And if you're in New York, this is the last weekend they're going to be there. They take all the work out of buying tickets, so all you do is tap a few times and you're in. 
forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to just moments before first pitch. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for events or other events like football, basketball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With their lowest price guarantee and even event cancellation protection, Game Time is the best place to buy tickets in just a matter of seconds. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, that's code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Back here on Locked On Yankees. Hey, you guys already know the place to listen to every Yankees game this season is on SiriusXM. Download the SiriusXM app today and just search Yankees to get the hometown broadcast or, like I did yesterday, the road broadcast. You know, switch it up every now and then. Let me listen to the Blue Jays guy. Why not? Get a different <laughs> perspective. Uh, hey, end of the everyday, as you guys already know, tomorrow is Fan Mail Friday. We also have Miners Monday coming up in a couple of days, so you guys already know all that stuff. Um, but just as a reminder, next Monday, this coming Monday, is our last Miners Monday, so make sure you tune in. Okay, Stacey, some news coming out on Wednesday. We were privy to it, and we got good news. This is coming from Yankees PR on Twitter throughout the day, saying today, Jason Dominguez underwent Tommy John reconstruction surgery, which included the addition of internal bracing. The surgery was performed by Dr. Keith Meister in Arlington, Texas. The anticipated recovery process is expected to take 9 to 10 months now stacy the internal bracing that they uh also mentioned so that's something that they add additionally to potentially speed up recovery time right so there's that yeah is it gonna have an effect we'll see we'll see um but good to see that uh it was successful obviously i i haven't seen an unsuccessful tommy john surgery uh, yeah which is good that's good that's how we want it (laughs) (laughs) thank goodness um he posted pictures on his instagram you know, smiling, just, you know, he joked that he's bionic now. Um, And I know the internal bracing thing is a newer thing that they're doing. Um, Some pitchers have actually opted instead of full Tommy John to do that uh, bracing procedure, a couple of the raised pitchers, because they've had like a string of elbow injuries since 2020. And there were two or three guys that opted out of Tommy John and went for just the internal bracing uh, surgery. And I read the arm by Jeff Passan and I didn't realize what Tommy John entailed. And after I read that book, I was like, oh yeah, there's a reason why they can only do it really twice because there's not a lot of room for them to do that there's... surgery. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild mm-hmm. what they have to do to go in there. and uh, <laughs> So nine to 10 months is a pregnancy, basically. So yeah, <laughs> it's a boy. It's a boy. Uh, <laughs> Stacey, Might be delivered course... around the all-star break. <laughs> That's what we're going to talk about. Uh, yeah. So Obviously, everybody knows Tommy John for pitching, right? That's that's obviously the number one surgery for pitching, essentially. Yeah. But I wanted to compare him to try and look into the future here of what recovery life is going to be like for Jason Dominguez. So let's just look at some guys who have recently gone through Tommy John surgery and uh, as a position player. Bryce yeah. Harper is obviously the, the newest, latest, and greatest. Uh, I, I was a little skeptical of him coming back so quick this season. He came back but so fast. Super quick. But, I mean, you take a look at those numbers, Stace. Uh, entering a play on Wednesday, numbers great. 290, 394, 490 on the slash. 19 homers, 66 RBIs, and 117 uh, games played. 
here this season. Like it's been very impressive. Yeah. Because when he got the surgery, you were thinking nine to 10 months, like that would be the normal recovery. When he came back as quickly as as he did, I was a little worried for him because I thought that's a little soon. What if something happens and you know, so far so good with him but yeah those are impressive numbers for coming back that quickly from tommy john surgery absolutely and we have a couple of yankees we want to talk about as well Didi, of course went through it back in 2018 he came back in the 19 season uh 238 276 441 so the slugging was definitely there for Didi gregorius the season uh after he ended up only playing 82 games that year did a uh, homer 16 times going into the 2020 season uh, I mean, obviously those numbers were down for him, especially in the average and the on-base, but going into the 2020 season, he put, he played a lot better in 2020 in the shortened campaign. Uh, Corey Seager obviously uh, had it while he was with the Dodgers uh, in 2018 as well. Then he went on to you know, still be Corey Seager, which is good. 272, 334, 483 the season after he just shy of 20 bombs, almost 90 driven in, played 134 games the year after. And, of course, we know Glaber went through it uh, before he got to the bigs in 2017, and then his rookie year was great. It was real, yeah. real good. 271, 344, 80, 24 bombs, 77 driven in, played 123 games. And then, of course, we know what he did in 2019. So uh, what's nice about the position player side of this, when it comes to the bat, just look at some of these guys. It doesn't seem like it has much of an effect on their bat moving forward because, I mean, Harper's obviously playing great. Didi went on to play a couple more years. No problem. He was even playing last season still. Last I checked, I don't know if he was playing this year still. Um, Corey Seager has obviously gone on to have a really good career continuously. And look what Glaber's doing. So, like, it's nice to see that the, the track record on the position player side isn't as detrimental as it can be on the pitching side. Right. I mean, it's also different movements, um, you know, because pitching is just the arm motion is so unnatural. We talked about it before, but if you take a still shot of someone pitching and you see what their tendons are doing, it's gross. And it's yeah. it's almost like like a horror show when you look at it close up, you're like, your arm's not supposed to do that. And I always say it. I don't understand how some like more guys don't have to have Tommy John with the way they're throwing with the uh, strength that they're throwing now and the, you know, how fast they're throwing, how hard they're throwing. And although it does seem like there was an uptick in elbow injuries. Oh, absolutely. Uh, recently, because like I said, the Rays have had six guys since 2020 undergo elbow surgery, including Tyler Glass now who came back this season from Tommy John and it's just such a rash of injuries on the pitching side. So when it happens to a hitter, it is kind of surprising. Tommy John for a hitter. It's like when that came out about Dominguez, we were all like, oh, how? And then we thought, oh, it's the Yankees, right? Of course. So it's just good to know that he should be, I'm going to knock on wood again, okay, and come back hopefully by the All-Star break 2024. Yeah, that's what we're looking at. Nine to 10 months is like late June to July. So maybe around the All-Star break next season, we'll yeah. see how he progresses. Of course, hopefully he doesn't have any setbacks and maybe that that internal brace might speed up the process a little bit. No reason to rush him. Of course, he's still so, I was, so young. I was just <laughs> going to say that do not. I don't know if anyone from the Yankees is watching. Do not rush the boy back. Don't do it. Don't. Don't, don't do it. it. You guys don't have had... yeah, he's got a long career ahead of him. Just let it yep. ride. The mm -hmm. only other thing I wanted to point out here too, Stacey, 
is we don't see, I mean, I, I couldn't find any that were repeat position player on the Tommy John front. So yeah. that's also good. So once it's done, at least on the position player side, it seems like you're good for the rest of your career. At least that's yeah. what it looks like right now. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it's, he's not impervious to have to have it again. We've seen other guys have to go through multiple Tommy Johns, always on the pitching front. But great that it went through clean. And uh, here's here's to recovery. Yep. Let us know how you're feeling about Jason Dominguez's Tommy John. Uh, are you buying Sprite now after you saw that picture? I uh, saw that and I was like, man, I could drink a Sprite. That sounds good. Uh, <laughs> we're going to step aside one more time here on this edition of Locked on Yankees. When we come back, Jose Barrios, Garrett Cole, last time on the mound for Cole at Yankee Stadium this season. Let's chat. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, under overs, and more. The uh, Giants are taking on the 49ers. That's a big matchup now that the Giants are one and one. And the Jets will be clashing with the Patriots on Sunday afternoon if you want to make some bets on FanDuel. So it's a big week. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Back now on Locked On Yankees. Today's game three, a seven o'clock game here tonight from Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. Of course, you can listen to that on SiriusXM. Download the SiriusXM app today. Stace Garrett Cole taking the mound one more time at the ballpark here this season. Uh, of course, we've been singing his praises all year long because, duh. Uh, <laughs> Jose Barrios, this is going to be the second time we see him this year. Last time out against the Yankees on May 18th, pitched six and two-thirds, six hits, three earned, a walk, and eight strikeouts. He looked good, looked solid that day. I remember that game. He faced Nestor, um, and uh, Yankees ended up winning that ball game. I remember Aaron Judge did homer off of Jose Barrios last time they faced, so hopefully that gets Judge going again. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I'm just searching for anything here from Aaron Judge. Yeah. <laughs> He's a little cold. It's a little, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it. The offensive black hole has swallowed Aaron Judge. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, you hate to see it. Mm -hmm. uh, so Cole lines up obviously today, and then uh, is slated to pitch during the last Toronto series next week. Um, probably won't have enough rest time to get one more in after. It would be four days. Yeah. So uh -huh. no need. Uh, he faced Toronto back on May seventeenth. Six shutout frames, seven hits, two walks, and six strikeouts. Remember, this was a 0-0 ball game all the way into the 10th, mm. uh, if you remember that. Uh, and then the Yankees ended up losing that ball game. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, what what more can – I mean, we're going to say more about Garrett Cole during the offseason and before, of course, awards are handed out. But uh, big chance for Garrett Cole here um, at home. One more time against Toronto at home. A chance to – to stop a sweep like I feel like uh, Garrett Cole has to kind of follow up follow up Michael King here yes um because he was the stopper this season uh 
usually. And usually he was the stopper of bad, like not even um, losses for the team, but bad um, pitching streaks. Like if, if the couple of starters before him did not so great, Cole would come out and do really well and kind of end that sort of a streak. Um, so it'd be nice for him, um, you know, see some like competitive, like, oh, all right, see what King did last night. Let me step yeah, up my game. One up that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about it all season long, stays all dependent on that fastball, all dependent yeah. on that fastball. Because remember last time out against Pittsburgh wasn't his best stuff, ironically, against his former club. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he pitched well enough, only went five innings, however, so he was kind of getting deeper into counts, uh, which is what really helped out Michael King last night. He wasn't having deep counts at all, yeah. um, which was great. That was what also was kind of plaguing Kevin Gosman earlier on in the game. He's having a lot of deep counts, and his walks have been up lately. Um, so got to get those outs early, get in a good groove. Remember we mentioned Michael King last night, eight straight retired to begin the ball game. So, uh, you know, uh, it's Garrett Cole and he's your ace and he's going to go out there and do ace stuff. Even when he doesn't have his best stuff, we've seen that all year long. Yeah. I just want him to have a good final outing at home and snap the, uh, losing streak, stop the sweep from happening. And, um, I would like for the offense to back him up just a little bit, you know, just get a couple of runs and hopefully he won't give up more than one and then maybe you can win a game. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's always tough sledding against Jose Barrios and, you know, we were talking about, I remember we did a crossover a long time ago, uh, with locked on blue Jays. And, and Jose Barrios is like the guy that I was watching for this year for Toronto. And mm-hmm. and he's had a, an absolute bounce back. He's totally had a bounce back season. Last year obviously did not go the way he wanted to go. Uh, his ERA was, you know, nearing five last yeah. season. Uh, so for him to bounce back and, and put up the numbers that you know him to put up is, is great for him. Obviously not good for the Yankees here tonight. <laughs> um, but you, you can, you know, bet your bottom dollar here that, you probably have another really good pitching matchup on your hands here tonight. Yeah, I would think so. I think they're going to go toe to toe and it might come down to the bullpens again. And um, hopefully the Yankee bullpen won't explode for a third game in a row. I mean, they're pretty rested at this point though. That's which is, which is good. Yeah. Um, Stace, do you see Stanton in the lineup here tonight or do you think Boone sits him? Cause he, he is, I mean, yeah, he had a, a good rip in his last at bat last night, but overall, man, he looks really lost right now. He needs to sit him. He probably won't, but I think he needs to sit him. <laughs> like sit him, sit him like for an extended period or just give him a day. Well, give him a day. I don't see why sitting him for an extended period. They're not, they're not doing anything. I mean, the magic number's three and any combination of that, they're going to be not like, there, there's no chance of them making the playoffs. So just give him like, give him one day just to sit there and be like, all right, I got to calm down and, you know, stop running like a grandma and hitting the ball because people were joking that he was running like a grandma, which, you know, some grandmas actually work out well into their seventies and eighties people. So he runs worse than I do. And I have two bad knees. So um, yeah, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Um, He needs something needs to happen because he can't be this bad already because it makes the contract look so bad. He can't be this bad yet. This is really awful. (laughs) It is. It's uh it's a bummer. It's a total bummer. And I've been rooting for him all year. I just hope he figures it out next season, has a bounce back year and is as 
you know, close to league average as he can right now because he just hasn't even been league average. He's been well below league average. Yeah. So it's it's really tough sledding. I mean, God, even uh, at this point, 235 batting average, you know, 25 yeah. to 30 home runs. Yeah, <laughs> just some just some consistency in his at bats too. It's just uh, you know, I've talked about my gripes with his swing as a whole, uh, but just in general, you would like to see better at bats. He just looks so lost up there. He, I mean, it didn't help Lance Barrett strike, so it didn't help him last night, but it never helps anybody unless you're pitching. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just, he just looks so lost up there. Obviously the Yankees don't have like all these massive options, especially with Everson Pereira down right now, at least yeah. as far as we know, he's still day to day. But yeah, you're, you're a little like, well, it's Jake Bowers. It's IKF. Like, but right now, both of those guys, I'd rather have IKF there because at least he can yeah. make contact and, you know, get a couple of singles or something. You know, Stanton's just going there, waving the bat and not doing anything and or grounding into double plays. And <laughs> yeah, you yeah. feel for him, man. I feel for him. I, I totally do. Him. I do. I love Stanton. I feel really bad because I it's, he doesn't want to play like this. And, you know, he's really frustrated and he can't figure out what's wrong. And hopefully he will figure it out. And again, maybe 2024 will be a bounce back for him. Hoping for it. Uh, let us know your thoughts on tonight's game, Barrios versus Cole. Are you buying on Garrett Cole's Cy Young like I am super hard? It's his, boys. It's his. Let me know in the comment section here down below. Of course, while you're down there, reply to that pinned comment on YouTube. Submit your Fan Mail Friday questions. It's your last chance for tomorrow's show. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss that episode on tomorrow's feed. All right, that's going to do it for today's Lockdown Yankees. I'm Steve Green. And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.